And we're back. And we're back. Yeah. Kind of is back. Well, we're half back. Three, no, half back. we're three I'm quarters a, back because we're missing video. I'm a half back. I would actually call you the, the quarterback of this. The quarterback. <laughs> I'm the quarterback that's missing. Whatever this is. Oh, yeah. Word, homie. Uh, hello, everybody. Again. Again. <laughs> Comes a voice from the darkness. It's kind of mysterious that way. Uh, and just find pictures to put up. <laughs> it's not video. It's whatever character's talking about. that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what I should do for stupid issues like this is I really should have something to put in, in your place if this happens. Oh god, that scares me. I ooh, I should have like a like one of those caricature like a caricature drawing of you as a dungeon master. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's a bunch of uh character slide thingies in the essentials kit. Is there? Yeah, a bunch of cards which I should actually probably have out, but we'll get into that. That's coming. <laughs> dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. So this is I don't know, are we calling these episodes? It's not a podcast. Uh, I suppose it's episodes. Yeah. Sure. Episode the deuce. Yeah, I'll, I'll. When I actually put the podcast up, I'll I'll have to have some sort of naming convention, so we might as well call them episodes for now. Okay. So welcome to episode two. Yes, yeah. YouTube puppy. Um, uh, my dogs and birds. We were actually. Uh oh. All right. Back to the call. <laughs> and we're still live. Wow, that was um... educational. Yeah. Show messages. Hey, FYI, if I restart, uh, if I restart Chrome, it yeah. uh, it relaunches the browser and restarts Hangouts. Hey, go figure. Anyone using Hangouts? Just yeah. so you're aware. Fill time. I have to let the dogs out. Okay. Well, last week, we created Norm's character. Um, we are going to be running the dragons of... Dragon of Icebire Peak. Um, so, we made a character for him. He's going to have a sidekick. I don't know if we've made the determination as to which one, whether it will be the spellcaster or the warrior. But yeah, we can do it on the fly. On the fly? Eh, why not? Eh, eh. I think spellcaster may be a maybe a helpful thing because at first level they get cure wounds. <laughs> Although you are you are dexy as hell, you may still get hit have some wounds to be cured uh i would expect nothing less well lazy dragon's in the house again and, and you we... are on stream so stop picking yeah, your nose okay i'm not picking my nose yay camera works that is good all right so reviewing of episode one what we basically did was just explain what we are, our background, create a normal character. Norm, you want to talk about your character a bit? Okay, so what I chose is a... 
half-elf rogue. He is a criminal spy, and he is uh, chaotic neutral. I know, Genius, you like the chaotic. You are a chaotic person. So yeah, I'm sure you'll enjoy this. Um, uh, male, yellow hair, emerald eyes, uh, 5'10", 180, age 41. So he's kind of young for, uh, for a half-elf. Because apparently half-elves can live up to, I don't know, upwards of 180, 200 years, according to things I have read. Yep. So that is, I, f I figured I'd make him, you know, just like me, 41 on the young side. <laughs> I don't. It's you're all only in. as old as you feel, man. You're only as old as you feel. This morning is not so good. <laughs> <laughs> so I must be maybe 60 or 70 this morning. Uh, let's nice. see here. What else? No faith. So it's, I have nothing set as far as religion goes. Um, Are you atheist or agnostic? Or... Religion curious? Religion curious? I don't know. <laughs> what is, he? is there a chance this could be... That would be really interesting to pair you with a spellcaster then who has a tremendous faith. Ooh. That would be fun. Yeah, let's... Yeah, let's do that. That that actually <laughs> sounds like... So I'll be... I'll be an atheist. An atheist? Yeah. Why not? Let's let's stretch the imagination. <laughs> so... Alright. So as far as background goes... Let's go to my notes here. I'll just read you verbatim what I wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise, I'll just stumble over my words trying to explain it. Found in the woods as a toddler and raised by pickpockets, Aranon surpassed the master thief by the time he was 10. At the age of 12, he and a friend were out when Aranon picked the pocket of a high noble human. The noble felt something and turned around. Aranon fled with his friend Garp close behind. Garp was captured and sent to the dungeons, and Aranon never saw him again. After that, Aranon started going out on his own to steal. After a while, he found himself all alone with no real friends to speak of, which suited him just fine. Do you know who this noble was? Do you know his name? Uh, I do not, because I ran away. Okay. Hold that thought one second. Okay. Well, he's away and off the mic. I'm taking notes based on what he read me. If you're looking at being a DM and you have players write a backstory, you can use pieces of their backstory. And the two things I picked up on is he has a best friend who he's never seen again. That best friend could very well be alive. This noble could very well still be alive. And he may remember. Him. So things I may incorporate into this somewhere. And now he's back, so I'll stop talking. And if he goes back and listens, he'll get secrets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, there'll be... Stuff, stuff I do as a DM with people's backstories is all ah. I was talking about, really. I mean, and basically what it is is you gave me two characters. I did. You gave me your best friend who you left in a dungeon and never saw again. He could be alive. He could be dead. He could be undead. He could be anything. <laughs> and then we have this... Um, wealthy aristocratic dude that you could 
you may recognize his face. He might not remember you specifically because you might have been one of many that have tried to pick his pocket, but you would you may definitely remember him. Yeah, because I would have seen his face, although depending upon how old he was, he may have aged, so I might not recognize him. And also, True. I would have aged, but not as fast, so he would recognize me. True. Uh, crap. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just... All right, so okay. uh, just some other notes. Um, I'm always running around with a wry, mischievous smile, smirk, smirk on my face. Uh, I keep myself clean, though I have no place to call home. Uh, so to blend in with society and stick out, and not stick out as a trickster or thief, which is kind of what my character is going to be. I'm going to be more of a uh, lone wolf, pickpocket, kind of survival thief kind of person. Uh, thin but athletic build, not like me. Uh, two elvish lettering neck tattoos, one on each side. Left side says Volto, which is luck. And on the right side says, I don't know, I call it Aussie with an umlaut over the E, which means wealth. So I have two neck tattoos, which also make me stand out a little bit. And the Aussie tattoo covers a scar received in a pub fight when a drunkard took umbrage to being called a dolt. Lots of big <laughs> words. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I pulled up the th the thesaurus for that one. The, the thesaurus. The thesaurus. Yeah, and, and I'm not speaking with a lisp because I cannot keep that up for as long as this takes. What are, What are you talking about, Norm? Yes, this would be very annoying to some people. This This may be a character you encounter. I would not be surprised. It's possible. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick peek at the character sheet uh, here before we start getting into our adventure. Um, and if you look at your character sheet, if you take it from the top... Oh, just um, as a side note as well, uh, follow along, people. My note sheet is public. I think I shared it on Two Nerds, One Quest, our Twitter feed. Um, it's on dndbeyond.com. And we have... Oh, do I have that overlay active? Maybe not. Yeah, I'll have to check that out for we'll get that up. for next week. I'm definitely not messing with it now that I, I have the stream yeah. <laughs> going. And we need to get you a picture for your character because right now you're a black silhouette, which is kind of weird. Wait, what? You can, that, you can put that on your character sheet. What's that? You see where you have your name? You can put a picture in that black silhouette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah yep, yeah. I had that with my other one. I just, uh, just didn't. I'm mysterious, John. Mysterious. Yes. That works. That works. All right. So looking <laughs> or, or at lazy. <laughs> looking at your character sheet here, a couple of uh, if you just go in this gray area where your name is, uh, it has your uh, sex, race, your class, and how many levels you have in that class. So if you multi-classed, if you split, it would say Rogue One, comma Wizard One. Ooh, there. I like Rogue One. And then <laughs> I like Rogue One too. That's really nice. Uh, level. That's your overall, that's your character level. So your level behind your class is your class level. The level in white below it all is your character level. Okay. Your character level is the combination of all your class levels. Makes sense, right? Over to the right, there's a share button to share it with everybody. I think you did that. Mm -hmm. I'll um, do it again this week. When you take a short rest, there's a short rest button here. Um, 
you will in fact you could click on it now if you wanted to you click on it you can reset your hit points to maximum now when you take a short rest you're able to roll your hit dice to regain hit points a short rest is a half hour to an hour where your character is doing light or no work basically so if you're reading or um, kind of sitting by the fire roasting some marshmallows eating some food that type of stuff uh, if you're doing anything that requires a lot of mental yeah, probably not going to get a short rest there uh, like studying for and you wouldn't as a rogue but studying for spells or um, there's some other a few other things where it's just yeah I'll, I'll make a determination if that is too much whether or not you're actually resting uh, when you short rest you roll your um, hit die a 1d8 plus 2 is your constitution modifier and you can gain that many hit points back on a short rest. When then you check that box where it's under rogue that annotates that you've used your hit die for this level. When okay. you go up to level two, you'll have two hit dice. Okay. And what basically happens is then on a long rest, you gain up up to half rounded down of your hit dice back on a long rest. So there is a way without having any healing that you can actually heal yourself. Okay. So kind of like just as you normally would over time. Exactly. So that is, um, then you you click, uh, you click take short rest, and then it has a countdown to confirm. You'd want to confirm that to make sure you've taken it. So um, the double arrow on the top left of that window will hide the sidebar. If you click on long rest, you'll get a similar one. This one, a long rest, is eight hours of extended downtime. Or, a long rest is a period of extended downtime. At least eight hours. Unless, I think, I can't remember if it's half elves or just full elves. They only have to, because they can meditate. I think it's full elves only. They don't have to, and I'm sure Lazy Dragon will chime in here. And they only need four hours because they meditate instead of sleep. So, if the rest period is interrupted by strenuous activity, at least an hour of walking, fighting, casting spells, or similar adventuring activity, the characters must begin the rest again to gain any benefit from it. I will try not to do that to you. But, <laughs> but there's taking, no promises. Yeah. Taking a long rest, you do get to reset your hit points to maximum and gain up to half your hit dice. So... Excellent. That's where long rest is. Campaign, that's our campaign. Uh, the little hammer and stuff, that's your builder. The next row is all your um, ability point scores and modifiers. Now, we checked the box when we created the character that said put ability point modifiers on top and the ability point scores on the bottom. Because when you're playing, you aren't going to be worried about the... 16, 14, 12, 14, 12. You aren't going to be worried about those scores as much. You're going to be worried more about the minus one, plus the three, plus two, plus one. Um, so those are all those. Again, tomato example. Uh, strength is how easily you can crush a tomato. Dexterity is how easily you can catch a tomato. Constitution is how well you can eat a rotten tomato. Your intelligence is knowing the tomato is a fruit. 
your wisdoms knowing not to put it in a fruit salad, and your charisma is being able to sell a tomato-based fruit salad. So uh, your proficiency bonus, this is a static number that just goes up as you get higher in level. It starts at plus two, I believe at level 20 it's plus five. And then if you're proficient in something, something you get to add this bonus to it. Uh, next one's your walking speed. You can move 30 feet. Now, for us playing online like this without a map, at least we don't have a map right now. <laughs> we may incorporate that later, but we're going to theater of the mind and your walking speed. Each turn you'd be able to move six squares. Each square represents five feet on, on, on the maps, typically. And that comes into play when you're battling and... When you're battling, because okay. you get a... Each turn you get a movement an action and a bonus action for your turn so your movement is 30 feet you can break that up you can move attack and move for all intents and purposes here i will let you know how far away from things you are and where the um whether or not you'd be able to shoot at something or get up if you say you want to get up close to him and say okay you can get halfway there or you can get you'll get all the way there and be uh and just have to use our mind this next box inspiration is important if you make me laugh or you do something that's detrimental to your character but very much in how your character thinks or acts your uh you'll get inspiration inspiration allows you to on any attack i always forget what they all are Basically, any roll you get, if you have inspiration, you can expend it when you make an attack roll, saving throw, or ability check. Uh, spending it gives you advantage on that roll. So, and advantage does what? Advantage when you roll, you get to roll two dice, and you take the higher of the d20. Okay. So, anytime you roll d20, um, sometimes you have disadvantage too, and it's you roll two dice and you take the lower, depending on the situation. That's fun, because sometimes you have advantage and you roll two nat ones. Fun for me or fun for you? Oh, that that instance is fun for me. Having disadvantage and rolling two nat 20s, that's a little disappointing. It's epic for the character. <laughs> <laughs> Fair next enough. Box, next box is your defensives, your resistance, immunities, or vulnerabilities. Um, as you gain stuff, you can type stuff in here. You have nothing right now. Um, conditions, if you click on the conditions box, there's a bunch of little toggles to condition blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, grappled, incapacitated. And then if you click on them, it will actually tell you what they are. Each of those conditions. And... Huh. Uh-oh, so, I am charmed. Okay, I'm uncharmed. Charmed. There you go. Or maybe I'm charming. Could be that too. Your charisma Doubtful. is plus one. Doubtful. Okay. Uh, next box over here, we have, if you go all the way back over to the left again, you have your saving throws. It's at the bottom. It says saving throws in that little box. Mm -hmm. There's the six of them. So if I ever ask you to make a saving throw, it's going to be one of these six. Typically, now you have a note in here. You have advantage against being charmed, and magic can't put you to sleep. That's because you're half-elf. So that's what that A means. Um... But I will have you roll. If I have you roll a dexterity save, like, okay, there is a log or a tree. This ogre swung and missed you and hit the tree, but this large tree is falling towards your character. 
I would af ask you to make a dexterity saving throw to get out of the way of the tree Okay. as it is falling. So then you would roll your d20, look at your dexterity modifier on your saving throws, add 5 to it, and then you're trying to beat the number I've set in my head as far as jumping out of the way of this tree. So everything's kind of fluid. It's You're not going off of a set number. It's just whatever you think the difficulty is. Yep, and that whole difficulty scale is what I laid out last week, the 0 to 5 being easy, 5 to yeah. 10 being normal, 10 to 15 being hard, 15 to 20 being difficult, uh, 20 to 25 being very difficult, and 25 to 30 being near impossible. So that just using that chart, when I found that chart as a DM, anyone that wants to be a DM out there, when I found that chart, that took care of all my worries. Just learning that those are... The higher you set that number and where you set that is how, if you can figure out how to set a DC, the rest of the rules kind of take care of themselves. That was always the thing I had the hardest problem with. And it is something in my head that I just couldn't, I'm like, how do I, how do I set these? How do I set these? And I saw that chart and I'm like, hey, there we go. And so now, now I have no worries when I DM other is, than making a fool out of myself. Is there a link to that? that's half the fun it's in the i should really look that up i know it's in the um we'll put it out on the twitter if you find the link later yeah it's in the dungeon master's guide i'll make note of here dmg i think i even have it marked um dc chart all right i'll make sure i tweet that out later um okay so that's your saving throws Next are, uh, the next box, the really long one, is your skills with acrobatics, animal handling, arcana, athletics, deception, all that. I will have you make skill checks occasionally. You'll say, hey, I want to, I'm walking into this room, I want to see if there's any books on this topic here. I'd have you make an investigation skill check, an investigation check. So you find your investigation, you have a plus three there, you roll your d20 add the plus three and then again you're trying to beat the number in my head if all the books are laid out on their shelves nice normal orderly and everything's alphabetized and stuff that dc is going to be very low if there's nothing written on any of the bindings of the books and they're haphazard and some are in backwards and some are laying on their sides and they're not alphabetically organized that dc is going to go up make sense mm -hmm. um next box these next two the little ones, initiative and armor class. Very important once camp combat rolls around. When there is a point, there is a point in every social interaction that triggers combat. The second someone's about to swing a sword or shoot an arrow or take a hostile action towards another character. And I notice I say character and not non-player character or player character because it doesn't matter. And there may even be times when, and it might not happen so much with just you and me, you and I, sorry. Uh, Grammar Nazi. It's not me. It's been drilled into my head from my ex. Um, That'll happen. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it so much anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, I know there are people out there that would, yeah, stop off. Once a hostile action is taken, your initiative, I'll have you roll initiative. And sometimes I'll have this rolled when everyone wants to act at once. Now, because it's just you and I, 
I probably won't have a roll initiative outside of combat. Um, but I have had situations when you have a table full of five to seven players where everyone's like, ah, I want to do something. And it's like, all right, roll initiative because we got to take this in an order. Then if you all want to do something right now in response to this, we need order to it. Otherwise, I lose my mind. It's a DM tool you can use sometimes. The next thing is the armor class. It's very important. Every character has an armor class. That is how hard it is to hit you. It's based on your dexterity and the armor you're wearing. And sometimes your strength, I believe, as well. I click on it, it should probably tell me. Yeah. Um, the armor you wear, the shield you carry, your dexterity modifier. That's it. Okay. Um, so if you're not wearing armor or shield, your AC is equal to your equal to 10 plus your dexterity modifier. Then as like you carry a shield now because you have armor on your 14 you have your leather armor i believe it was leather armor yep leather armor and dexterity bonus of three yep so um we should actually take a look at that because you might be able to be at 15 how so because your arm your dexterity oh the leather armor is only a plus one Never yep mind. okay that makes sense. I was thinking if your leather, because there are certain armors, and I think it's more of the heavier armors that don't allow you to add your dexterity bonus beyond a certain amount. Like plate armor, I think you can only use two of your dexterity modifier. So, like if you put plate armor on, yes, you get the plate armor bonus, but you'd only get two points of your dexterity modifier. Which may or may not be beneficial based Correct. on, yeah. Yep. And I don't, you're not able to wear plate armor anyways because you're not proficient in it. <laughs> Correct. I am a wily, wily bastard. Yep. So the next box over, the big box, you'll spend a lot of time in this box. This is each one of these items across the top, your actions, your equipment, features and traits, description, notes, and extras. This is where your character sheet, like everything else is a reference. This is where you'll be doing a lot of poking around and digging. Can I do something here? Is there an action I can take here? Um... So a lot of times I'll sit in the action tab when I'm playing and I'll leave it open at all, but when combat starts, I'll take attack actions, see what attack actions I have or bonus actions possibly. Um, your reactions is also a good thing. You get one reaction per round. Little things that you can look at. Reactions meaning somebody does something, I can yep. react? Okay. Yes. You And in that situation, you say, I would like to use my reaction to and in this case if someone's within five feet of you and steps away you can say i'd like to use my reaction for an opportunity attack or an attack of opportunity when a player is leaving a space that is threatened i.e you can stab them or cut them or hit them with a hammer you're able to do that as they're leaving because okay. they're distracted um the then if you go back over you have your senses which is your passive perception your passive investigation and your passive wisdom your passive insight so there will there'll be times based on these scores that i just say hey you you notice this or you think he feels this way and it's based on these um where is that where are you looking at that uh if you go back to the left 
all the way to the left under your saving throws. It's your senses. Uh, oh, yep, I see what you're looking at. Yep. And then the last box on this page is right below that, which is your proficiencies in languages. You're proficient in light armor, weapons, um, crossbow, handbow, longsword, rapier. So this is going to give you an idea where if I ever ask you if you're proficient or anything, the one you'll go to this box for the most is if I ask if you speak a language. This is, that's the where I find people always go to this box is where, where, how do I know if I speak the language or not? It's in your proficiencies and languages box. Okay. Page. So an overview of the sheet here. So how do you feel right now? You got your dice? Are they all in a little container, or do you have them nicely laid out? Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm fancy. You've got your tray. That's okay. nice. Love gnome games. Yeah, after I came and visited you guys, I was like, hmm, I feel woefully unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> you are not unprepared. You're as prepared as anyone who's never played before. Actually, you're probably more prepared than a lot of people that have never played before. A lot of people just sit down at the table and go, here's the character sheet. Here you go. I and suppose. You know I did a little research. Yes. So, Aranon. Yes, a wise master. Wise master. Wow. You're, you're, you've already learned something. Sarcasm? <laughs> well... <laughs> Say, stroke the dungeon master's ego. And then in that moment when I go, eh, you may get the benefit of the doubt. I'm so happy you said <laughs> ego in that instance. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's important. Okay. So you are on a road headed toward. Oh, hey, quick side note. So I can just interrupt you and just do and say things and ask questions and. Absolutely. Uh, anytime you want to, um, and how it typically goes is I'll describe something on a location, where you are, what you see around you, and ask you what you want to do. Um, if, if I throw that to you, it, it's like playing catch a lot. So I, I throw that to you and say, what do you want to do? And you say, well, I want to go do this. And if it's not too strenuous or doesn't require any, like, like if I think a normal person could just go do that, I'll just go describe what happens when you go do that. Like, like, so, you're on a road walking towards a small village of Phandalin. Um, you, the day is bright, sunshiny. It's warm. You got your armor a little loose because it's a it's a little hot on the road traveling. Um, as you are walking, you're walking through a the trees are high, but it's clear overhead. You can see the sky, and you hear something in the woods off to your right. Something not natural, not like an animal or a deer. Something I've heard before. Um. Make a nature check. So you take your d20. All right. And uh, roll your d20, and you're going to add your nature 
modifier to it, which is in your skills. So it's plus one. So what am I trying to beat? I just want to know what your number is. Oh. You, are, you aren't necessarily trying to beat anything. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, you believe that this is... You believe it's a deer, honestly, is what you think. All right, I'm just going to keep walking towards the town. Keep walking towards the town? Okay. Yeah. You get about another 200 feet down the road, you hear the same sound coming from the woods. Was that the sound? Are we, are we doing practical effects now? <laughs> no, no, I, I just realized I didn't have dice out in case things happened. I need, I, because I will roll dice occasionally too. And then the fun thing is that sometimes I roll dice that don't actually mean anything. <laughs> but you never know. Interesting. Fun being a DM sometimes. Just to ratchet up the tension in a moment. So you hear the same sound again. When you stop to listen for it again, whatever it is stops. All right, I'm, uh, I'm actually going to... Is it from the same area or a different area? Uh, it's... It's about the same, best you can tell, it's about the same distance in. Is it following me? Uh, you would think that, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go check it out. All right. Is there um, a tree that I can kind of Are you going? How are you going hide behind, but kind of... Are you going stealthily to check it out? Yes, I'm going to go check okay. it out stealth, stealthily. I need you to make a stealth check, then. This is against whatever you're trying to hide from's perception. Is that that's a tw uh, twenty, right? Yep, d twenty. It's always a d twenty. Every okay. check you roll will be a d twenty. The other dice come into play for other things. All right. Ooh, seven. Seven. As you are walking towards the, towards the tree, you see a tree you want to try and hide behind. You accidentally you don't see it on the ground. It's covered with leaves. You step on a stick and it snaps. And you see briefly for a second a small bipedal, probably about the size of a gnome creature, go scurrying off into the woods and hide behind a different tree. Hmm. I'm gonna. Is it looking at me? Or is I it? Is it hidden? Um, it got behind the tree. It's in full cover behind the tree. I'm going to try sneaking around it, like going in a circle, kind of like circle around it. So are you going to I'm try gonna sneak. and... Are you going to just keep going, or are you going to try and act like you're ignoring it and then go? I'm going to be as quiet as I can. There. What's that? <laughs> it knows you're there currently. It knows where yeah. you are because you snapped this twig. You know what? I'm just going to call out to it. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm not going to hurt you. Uh, show yourself. Yeah, show yourself and I won't hurt you. You hear a voice come from about 30 feet away behind this tree. You have money? No, no money. You have food? No food. You are food. 
I am not food. You see peek out from from the this little green guy with large eyes, wide mouth and sharp teeth, and long pointed ears peek out from behind the tree. He's kind of dressed in rags. And you see he's he's got clutched in his hand, he's got this little little like it almost looks like a piece of rock with some string tied around it where he's holding on to it. It looks kind of sharp. I... I think you're lunch. <laughs> uh... he's, he's stepping out tentatively towards you. How far away is he? 30 feet. So I could use my short bow. Are you going to take your short bow out? Yeah, I'm going to take my short bow out. Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> 10. All right, you got a 10. Is that plus your initiative bonus? No, uh, initiative is uh, 13. Wait. Nope, I looked at the wrong thing. Yeah, 13. Yeah, I was going to say you were right. I just needed to know whether or not you added that to your um, thing. His initiative is... Hold on one second. I have a dog trying to get in. You have a dog. Oh, the suspense. Okay. So what Norm does not know is that this little goblin has beat him in initiative. He's only 30 feet away. So. So this little goblin sitting in front of you charges you. Closes the distance of 30 feet and swings his little dagger thing at you. He is attacking you. Uh, nine to hit your AC. Does that hit your AC? Uh, my armor class? Yep. I have 14. Okay, so he misses you. He swings this little dagger at you and you duck out of the way, slide back, kind of do a like, Neo thing. Or maybe, actually it's probably more like a, you jump your legs out of the way the thing because he's little we're in initiative he had beat you in initiative so okay. he had the first action I assumed um, so so I have my bow out right now right yes you have your bow out that was what triggered the initiative All right, now, now the problem is you have disadvantage on attacks within 5 feet with a ranged weapon can I club him with the bow yes yes you can I will club him with the bow. Oh, but okay. you were gonna say, but. Um, well, it's just you could you could drop your bow, and take out your scimitar if you want, or not scimitar. Um, what do you have? One of your daggers or your rapier, if you wanted to. He looks. This guy you're fighting looks nothing like that. It's actually the opposite. Quite the opposite of that. So not fuzzy and dark. 
not not fuzzy and cute and adorable. No, he's kind of scaly and toothy and a little weird. <laughs> so. so more like me. <laughs> more like that, yes. Um, so, do you want to drop? Do you want to hit him with your bow, which is an improvised weapon? Is it taking an action? Like, if I pull up my scimitar or whatever, does that take an extra action and he gets another swing? Or nope. I would say you could drop your bow and pull it, draw your weapons and attack. Alright, I'll do that then. There are some game systems that have very tight restraints on that, but I think you could do that. My my dexterity's high. I'm good. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, I probably I'm allowing you to draw your stuff as a bonus action. Okay. And then you attack. So, you gonna attack with your rapier then, or what? Yeah, I have uh, a rapier. So I'm gonna drop my bow and drop your bow. Okay. Yeah, drop the bow, pull out the rapier, and take a swipe. Okay. So when you attack with your rapier, if you look at your rapier line, you have a reach of five feet, so he has to be within five feet of you to hit him. Yep. Um, then you got your two hit bonus. Is that plus five? That's what you're adding whenever you attack. So you roll your d20 and add your plus five bonus to attack. You're trying to hit his AC. Am I also rolling a d8 for damage? Not yet. Okay. I mean, you can't... There are ways to do this. When I have a table of seven, and the Lazy Dragon's really good at this for me, he rolls all his dice at once, and then gives me the number to hit. That way he doesn't have to roll the second time. It kind of speeds up combat. When it's just the two of us, we can break it into the two rolls. So what was your attack to hit? Uh... Ooh, I got four. Four plus, plus your five? Plus five is nine. Plus nine. So you you drop your bow, and as you go to get your rapier out, it like snags or something as you're trying to pull it because he closed the distance so quickly it kind of caught you off guard. And you pull it, when you go to swing, you actually just swing over the top of his head because he's kind of short. He's going to come back at you with his little dagger thing there. Oops. You're going to kill me on the first day, aren't you? <laughs> um, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> 20 to hit. That hits your AC, correct? Yeah. 20? Okay. So then he does one... Ooh, not, not a D8. That's too much damage. So then he hits you for 8 slashing damage. So you take 8 points of damage. So if you go into your little box where your hit points are in the upper right. Yep. You can put Move eight up to in eight. Hit damage. Hit. Ooh, that puts me down to two. Down to two. So it is back to you. Hmm. Do I want to die or do I want to run? I'm going to run because that's what my character would do. Keep in mind if you run, well, you're a rogue. You have disengaged, don't you? Uh. So, um, features traits can you disengage or maybe you don't have it yet I think you get I don't it. think I have it yet so he's get if you run he's gonna get to attack you oh well screw with that. his reaction which could be good or bad he could miss you if he yeah misses you, you can get away but if he hits you you only have two hit points <laughs> all right uh well I'm, I'm gonna swing at him again then is he okay. still within five feet 
Yep, he's still within five feet. He's not going anywhere. All right. Twelve plus five is seventeen. Seventeen. That hits him. Now you roll what your damage is for it. So it is the one d eight plus three. So I got a five. So that's the two. I rolled a two and got uh, plus three is five. Five damage to him. Yep. Uh, and I'm keeping track of his hit points. So, all right. And he looks at you. Um, he's going to swing again. He sees your hurt. He likes his chances. Uh, 14 to hit. I am at a 14. And it just hits you. So he does two points of damage. Bum, bum, Honestly. Okay, now you are not dead here. You are unconscious. Now, if you go to your hit points and deal the two damage to yourself, you'll see that box change. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, see, the, I see the X's over my eyes. Yes, and it, you have, you're now in a state uh, called death saves. Anytime your turn comes around, you need to make a death saving throw. You roll a d20, and it's over 10 or under 10, 10 or under. If it's over 10, it's a success. If it's 10 or under, it's a failure. It, whichever one happens first, three failures or three successes, determines whether you live or die. And then when you die, you're still not necessarily dead. So, the goblin hits you, you fall to the ground, sliced open. And as you're laying there on the ground, there's a flash of bright light over your uh, over your vision. As, as it's blurring and blacking out, it gets very bright suddenly. And you don't see what happened. You can hear it but as it flashes and your vision goes dark. The next thing you remember is waking up in a bed in a room unfamiliar, and there is a blonde human woman sitting next to you and sees you awake, and she looks at you and you all right? Where am I? What happened? You're in Sandalin. You got caught by a goblin, apparently. You would have been dead had I not come along. What is your name? Who? Oh. Who are you? I'm Eliana. I'm a cleric. How did you find me? Uh, you're lucky. I oh. was traveling down the road. I heard the commotion. That's yet to be seen. Uh, you may have been dead had I not come along. Well, I thank you. My name's Aranon. Aranon. It is nice to meet you. Um, what happened to the goblin? There isn't much left of him. This is... um what he was carrying and she hands you this little shiv dagger looking thing 
that he was fighting with. And there's a small roll of leather. Like like just a piece of leather rolled up and tied with a uh, leather thong. He had these things on him. What is it? I don't know. I didn't take a look. All right, I'm going to take a look and see what it is. I'm going to take it from her and... So you unroll this, and inside is a, there's a couple of things in there. There's a needle and, like, a piece of, like, gut string, and, like, a very crude string for, like, sewing injuries. Um, there is a little piece of yellow cloth that is... A little dirty, kind of tattered, looked like it ripped off of something. And then a goblin tooth as well in there. I'm going to ask her if she's ever seen anything like that before, if she knows what it is. I have no idea what it is. I don't know goblins to be sentimental creatures, but maybe this one was. Is there any writing on it anywhere? Uh, not that you see as you're turning it over and looking at it. The piece of leather looks like it was just something to hold everything together. Maybe it looks like it was at one point part of a like kit for a medical kit or something. You know how like sometimes you have like files and stuff rolled up in it. Yeah. It looks something like that and like the needle is in the leather actually. Um the tooth, you don't know. The the yellow cloth looks like it was nice yellow. Like It doesn't look like something that belonged to a goblin. <laughs> Initially, you think it might have belonged to someone else. What color is it? You said it's gold? Yellow. yellow? It's yellow. yellow. Okay, so not gold, just yellow. Yeah. Like some dude forgot to brush his teeth and it popped out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> When you are feeling up to it, um, you are in family, and there's many things you can do around here. Um, if you're looking for work, if you don't want to go fighting goblins, um, there are other things to be done around town. There is a job board. Um, stuff. So. So am I, at this point, am I healed at all, or am I just kind of still... You you feel yeah you're you aren't you have all your hit points back. You are sore and groggy as you get up. It almost feels like you've been laying there for maybe longer than a day. So I'm gonna ask her how how long have I been out? It's it's been the better part of the day. I I picked you up. It was two days ago, and you were asleep all of yesterday. Um, it's mid-morning, currently. The day, two days after the day you fell. So why why was the goblin so close to the town? And I don't know. He looked poor. He looked like he was looking for food or something. 
Normally they don't live on their own like that either. That was also very suspicious. So there's probably some other goblins around, huh? There may be. Typically they live in tribes. Um, I've not seen one in these parts for many, many months. So. Have I been to this town before? Have you been to Fandolin before? Yeah. Um. I don't know. Have you? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the map and thinking. Fandolin. <clears throat> no, probably not. I'm gonna say no. You've been to Neverwinter before, which is a much larger city. Um, but you have never come inland. You've always kind of remained along the coast, we'll say. And this is a bit inland. You decided one day that you were just going to try taking a different road. I was going to be adventurous. Taking the road less traveled. Perhaps you were trying to hide from someone along the coast. Who knows? Hmm. Interesting. That is entirely up to you. I think I'm going to ask her to show me the job board. I could use some cash. I'll show you the job board. Well, let's, let's get you up and get you some food first. Yeah. I could always go for some wings. You are hungry. Like, you, when she says food, you're like, oh, yeah, I need food. All right, let's go grab some food. So you get up and she takes you out, and you realize that you're you're in and in, for all intents and purposes. You aren't in a medical facility. That it is a plain, small inn, has about five rooms in it. Um, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask her what she's doing here. Like, what what are you doing here? So, like, how long have you been here? Why are you staying at the inn? Uh, I stopped at the inn because it was a place where I could heal you. <laughs> um, I couldn't have left you out there. Okay. Um, it's against my beliefs. They help all in need as a cleric of Lathander. Alright. I'm suspicious of her, so... I'm just going to, I'll follow her down and we'll get some food. Um, okay, you said you're suspicious of her. Yeah, I just, uh, okay. not very trusting. If you want to know about how you, how your character feels about her, uh -huh. you can, um, make an insight check. Like, if, if, if you're suspicious and you think that she's not telling you the truth, you can roll an insight check. And if you roll high enough against, if she's lying or holding anything back, you can gain insight to that. Okay. So I'll have you roll one right now. Roll an insight check. 15. 15. Again, uh, plus your two. Yep. So 17. 17. Um, to your dismay, is she actually telling you the truth? This, you feel that what she is telling you is, um, that she is a very religious lady. 
Um, and you being who you are, and you're like, great, another one. And now <laughs> this one saved my life. <laughs> so. Okay, so, so basically, yeah, I'm surprised that she's telling me the truth and doesn't have an ulterior motive. Yes, because you're so used to all, uh, yeah. ulterior motives in the criminal underworld that this woman is just straight up saved you because it's what she believes is to be right and the right thing to do. All right, so I'll, I'll go down with her. Okay, so you come down the stairs, um, and there is a short, friendly male human behind the bar. And he says, uh, Ah, he's awake. He didn't look so good when you came in here, lad. No, no, I probably did not. No, like, you were barely standing on your own. She had her... Your, yeah. It's good to see you standing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, it's good to be standing. I, I'd hate for someone to die in my inn. And he looks at Eliana. He, is he alright? Yeah, he'll be he'll be good. He's a little sore. He needs food more than anything right now. Oh well, I got that. I just uh, just took care of a couple of chickens out back. They're roasting over the fire right now. So um, give it about give it a just just a little while. Not much longer. They'll be ready. I'll I'll, I'll bring some up for you. You're gonna have a seat in one of the tables over there. Thank you very much, she says. And she walks over to one of the tables and sits down. All right, I'm going to follow her over to the table. Okay. Sit down. She sits down. She takes, she has a staff with her. She takes and she, she get grabbed like a corner table and she sets the staff down. And then she has a um, cloak on her that she takes kind of off and lays over the chair next to her. Her robes are white with red and gold trim. Um, she has blonde curly hair that rolls down. She has blue eyes, um, a round face, and a pleasant smile. And she looks up at you and says, So where were you headed? Wherever the road took me. Not heading any particular direction. Just Just walking. So you're a traveler. You could say that. Are you going to sit down? Oh, I sat down, yeah. I'm... <laughs> I, uh, you didn't hear me. I, I think I said oh, I was going to follow you and sit down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stand on the table for a while. <laughs> if you're going to get up there, you better dance. <laughs> she would not say that. She's a good girl. Um... I've been traveling. I'm on my way to Neverwinter. What's in Neverwinter? A city. A temple. Is that a your bed. home? No, I don't have a home. I roam the world looking for souls in need. You just happen to be the latest one. So you're a do-gooder. That's a bit derogatory, but yes. And why? Why do you help people? What What do you get out of it? 
How many people have you helped in your life? Hmm. That's a tough one to count. The exterior showing makes it seem rather easy to me. Hmm. Does it matter? Well, you just asked, why do I help people? The feeling it gives me, the joy it brings, both to others and to myself, knowing I made an impact on the world and spread Lathander's light to the corners. I, I'm, I'm going to... Do I have to roll for a heavy eye roll? No, no, you can heavy <laughs> eye roll. You can say what you're doing. Yeah. So I mean, you're not a man of faith, I take it. Mm, no, not so much. No. We all make our own luck. Nobody's helping me across. Mm. Well, then. And she's she's smiling to herself. What's so funny? It seems someone has helped you across, sir. Hmm. Whether you believe or not. What's that? Whether you believe that or not is up to you. But from my point of view, someone has. Yeah, you. You helped me, and I'm very thankful for that. How thankful, she says. Don't not that get kind your of mind out of the gutter. I'm not that kind of guy. Or am I? Maybe you are. Either way, I was referring to money. As I travel the world by myself, I spread Lathander's light. Income just doesn't show up. Or so you're looking for a handout. No, just whatever you value your life at. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. How much do I value my life? Uh, uh, how much gold do I actually have? That's under equipment, huh? Yeah, it'll be under equipment and then inventory. At the top, at the top currency. Oh, there it is, 15. I'll slide her across two gold coins or whatever the heck currency it is. Okay. So take go to your currency then in your equipment. Click on it. And then Oh it's gold. Okay. Under gold. Yep. Hit two and hit Oop. remove. So you gave away two gold. So you now currently have thirteen, correct? Correct. Okay. There. There's your payment. Thank you. And she takes it and puts it in a pouch at her hip. How do you make your money? I'm not sure how to answer that. I don't think you'd like my answer. Perhaps seems that you may have problems staying upright and 
I can help you with that. I am... I'm not known as a warrior. You would be correct in that assumption. And, uh... I could use someone to help me. Funds are a bit low. Tell you what. When we're done eating, let's go see what's on the job board. Uh, all right. Yeah, I can hang around here for a little bit yet. I don't have any place to go. Okay. The food comes, and you have a delicious... It, you don't remember food ever tasting this good. Um, so you eat the chicken voraciously, and... Um, eat the meal. She pays for it. Pays for the meal. Um, and she grabs her cloak and puts it on and her staff and says Aranon, are you ready? Alright, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna get up and grab my stuff and yep, let's let's go check out the job board. And she goes to the front door and she as you follow her to the front door, she stops, and she turns and looks back at you and says, you can call me Ellie, by the way, and pushes the door open, and the two of you walk out, and we'll stop right there. Interesting. <laughs> Th thank you for not killing me. <laughs> I had all kinds of ideas, depending on how soon it would happen. There was a chance it wouldn't happen right there. Um, he only had seven hit points. He had two hit points too. When <laughs> I, well, I, after after you I'm said like, He's it, just gonna go for this. Yeah, after you said I, I woke up in the in the inn. I assumed that he was gonna have like a million hit points, and I was just gonna die no matter what. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, it was a uh, way, and believe it or not. We didn't have your sidekick determined. Uh, that is true. What we for a sidekick? And then when you said, when we kind of talked about it, and you said, yeah, maybe someone to heal me. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just, this might be, as this was unfolding, I'm like, oh, this would be a really good way to introduce a sidekick. Yeah. And there is a great dynamic between the two of them already, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. So. Uh, all right. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Fun stuff. Yeah. I think so, that was a good first trip. Yeah. First fall. <laughs> yeah, first dagger. First dagger fall. So um, we'll start getting more into the story, story of the book. Uh, that None of that was in the book. That was all just get your feet wet introduction. Okay. So, now we're actually at a point like the inn is in Phandalin the innkeeper has a name like all that's there so i've started getting in there and this job board is in there and everything so okay we'll start moving forward with the actual adventure next week sounds great awesome all right sounds perfect did you have fun i did yeah that's, that's <laughs> you're smiling and that's the important thing yeah it, it makes me think gets the creative juices flowing yeah and that's Anybody starting to DM out there, and I'm going to talk from a DM's perspective because I'm the DM here. Anyone thinking about DMing, that's the most important thing. At the end of the session, talk to your players. Ask them if they had fun. Look at them, see if they're smiling. 
If they say yes, they had fun and they're all smiling, you did a good job. The numbers, the rules, none of that matters. As long as you get all your friends together and everyone's smiling and happy, you did it right. Right? Seems like it. Yep. Till next time, avoid the goblins. Mm, avoid the goblins. <laughs> Mind the big rocks. <laughs> Mind the big rocks. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, guys. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, Two yes. Nerds One Quest. That's up and running. Uh, this will be going on Sunday mornings. And uh, at some point, I'm sure we'll have some other stuff going on. But uh, for now, that's going to be the best place to find us. Yep. Watch for that. Uh, I'll find that Dungeon Master where in the Dungeon Master's Guide that chart is for setting DCs. And uh, we'll get that tweeted out, too. That at least, at the very least, Dungeon Master's Guide page, whatever, to show you where that is. Yes, Lazy Dragon, level one does suck. Level one is difficult. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, your ass kind of got saved, but go to level two. No. We'll, go through, we'll start next session. Don't do it now. Okay. We'll start next session leveling you up to level two. Perfect. Because these first couple levels, like probably after next session, I'll probably have you go to level three. Because uh-huh. at level three, things just start to get real. The Level one and two are very introductory style stuff. Get you rolling some dice and knowing stuff. But your classes come, uh, come into their own at level three. So we'll do that. We'll start next session with leveling you up to two. And we'll continue our adventure there. Perfect. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks for watching, guys. Everyone. Yeah, buddy. That was cool. Eliana. Came off that off the top of my head. I need it to be something other than Eliana. And that's where I came from.